during these times, God has got a message for us. Uh, he's got us where he wants us, uh, where we're not, um, you know, we're not busy with running around after un unimportant things. And uh, we, this is a time to really get close to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I, I listened to a message from a, a pastor in Morocco. Uh, actually, I get a, a few, uh, just, just around Easter time. And that's still in my mind. And uh, I thought I'd just share it with you. Uh, he, he was talking about um, how much hope we have in God. Uh, how much hope we have because Jesus died and because Jesus was resurrected. And, be, and because of that, we have hope in any situation we can find ourselves. Whatever the situation is, there is always hope for us. Always. Things may look terrible on the outside, on the sur surface, surroundings may look terrible, but there is always hope in Jesus Christ. And there are, uh, there are five Easter stories he, he looked at and he showed how much hope there was for each person in that story. And the first uh, story uh, we looked at was that the, we have a hope in the presence of death. We have hope. You know, our relatives, our loved ones, maybe very ill, maybe terminally ill, but we always have hope. And if we look at the two, uh, the two thieves on either side of Jesus on the cross, they were dying. What the, the thief on the right was dying. And what did he do? He, he repented. I mean, these, if you were crucified in, in those times, you have to be a very, very bad person, you know, a murderer or somebody, you know, really. Uh, high degree criminal. Very high degree criminal, that's right. And so he was a very high degree criminal all his life. He'd been a criminal. He'd been stealing, he'd been killing. He probably did, didn't know any, any better life, you know. And sometimes when, when I was working and a baby was born to a, a couple, I used to think, my Lord, this baby's got no chance. Look at the parents. I, I could, you know, I know how bad parents they were, you know. And some people, when they, some children, when they're born, they have absolutely very little chance until they, unless they come to Christ. Mm. And this thief... On the side of Jesus, one thief obviously mocked him and he ended up in hell. Uh, but what this thief, he realized, look, Jesus, what, what's this guy has done nothing wrong. We deserve what we're getting. We deserve our punishment. But this man has done absolutely nothing wrong. He has no sin. And yet he is dying for me. And so... Jesus, what did Jesus say to him? Return to him. To what did Jesus say him. to him? Today, what? No, he said, you will be with me in paradise. Last day, he's just about to die, and today 
you will be with me in paradise. There is hope in death. So, you know, quite, quite often with our relatives, we find there's no hope, you know. We think there's no hope. People, we've been witnessing to them all these years, nothing's happening, it's never too late. It's never too late. There's always hope for each one of our relatives who are not going to the Lord, you know. And there's hope. I believe, in fact, we had my stepfather. My stepfather wasn't a believer and he was dying of cancer. We were looking after him, I were looking after him with my mom. And on the last days of his death, he said, Eddie, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? He said, yes, I believe. So it's never too late. There's always hope for for each one of our relatives who we think is going nowhere. So there are hope, even for those hardened in the events of life, there is hope for those who have lived all their life rebelling against God. God always leaves hope. Amen? So there is hope in death. The second type, the second hope we have is we always have hope in grief when we are grieving, mm. when we're grieving. Mary, again, Easter story, Mary Magdalene. She had seven demons come out of her through, the, through Jesus. And Mary w became a, really a dedicated follower of, of Jesus. And she went everywhere with him, everywhere. She took care of his needs. I think she must have had, had finances. She took every need. She took care of every need that Jesus had. And, and she saw her, Jesus Christ on the cross. And she was grieved. She was grieving. She was, you know, she was crying. My Lord is, broken, is gone. Yeah. My, my Lord is died. Um, was it he was at the cross but she was at the cross when he was dying even though a lot of the disciples had run away mary magdalene was at the cross while jesus was dying she wasn't afraid she didn't care what the other authorities thought of her she went to the cross to take care of his needs and she was actually the first at the grave she was the very first at the grave to take care of his needs again to take care of his needs in when he was in in burning in in life and to take care of his needs also in death she went the first to go to the womb a tomb to uh, put spices and put everything it, it, as soon as the sabbath was over she was there and she was there to put spices and uh, anoint him anoint him and before uh, uh, and she goes to the tomb she's first there what does she see she sees an empty tomb empty tomb in her grieving in her grief she saw the resurrected jesus she was the first person in history to see that death is not the end she was the first person in history to witness that death can be beaten and of course she's in so much grief that she doesn't recognize jesus at the time you know which when she sees him she thinks it's a gardener but then Jesus says, Mary, Mary. And 
in Mary Magdalene sees Jesus and in her grief she has hope. Jesus gives her hope in her, in, in, in her grieving. So we have hope in death, we have hope while we're grieving for our loved ones, and we have hope in fellowship, in fellowship of the saints. When we, when we have fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, it gives us hope. And the story at Easter is, the, is that of Cleopas. Cleopas and his, and his fellow companion, we don't know his name, it's not written in the Bible. It was Cleopas with his fellow companion going to Emmaus. They're on their way, walking from Jerusalem back to Emmaus. Why they had to go, I don't know. Maybe they had some kind of business they had to go. And they were walking back before anybody had heard that Jesus has actually been resurrected. Um, Mary recognized Jesus when he called her by name. Cleopas, again, they don't recognize Jesus walking next to them for miles. They're walking for miles next to them, invite him to his house, to their, to their house. And Jesus, what does he do? He, has, he sits there and he has supper with them. He breaks bread. And Mary recognized Jesus when he called her by name. Cleopas recognized Jesus when they shared a meal together, when they had fellowship together. Um, sharing a meal together is a spiritual act. Jesus, many times, he, he sat down and he, he ate with his disciples. It was it's a spiritual act. Um, it, it's the community aspect of the meal that is important, you know. Mm. We sit together. We talk together, we pray together, we, as a community of believers, we are together. And when we have fellowship with, a, with, a, with the saints, we have, it brings us more hope. That's why you cannot be a, an individual Christian on your own and not go to church, you know. People will say, if I'm a believer, what does it matter? You have the fellowship of the saints which and gives strengthened by it which gives you hope they can't hear you love yeah, they can't yeah, hear you no. well maybe they can actually because you're, you're on the same you, one you can. then another another story is is that of thomas doubting we call him doubting thomas that so there is hope for those who doubt there's nothing wrong with sometimes doubting all right if, if thoughts come into your head and say, maybe this is all not true, Satan will put thoughts like that in, in, into your head without you even wanting, wanting where it came from. But then Thomas doubted. Thomas doubted. So J Thomas is not in the upper room when Jesus first appears after his resurrection. Um, and he says, no, I will not believe. I don't believe. This is impossible. I don't believe until I see the scars, the nail, all he says, so I can put my finger in there on the, and, the, and the, the, the wound on his side, I can put my finger on, only then will I believe. And of course, the second time Jesus comes, Thomas is there this time, he puts his hands in his, in his uh, hands and wounds. his side and his wounds, 
and Thomas, his doubt is gone. Thomas has hope in the midst of doubt. And God gives hope. what does he do? He comes onto his knees as soon as he, my Lord and my God. And this is the example I always give to people who don't believe that Jesus is God. Jesus is the son of, is only the son of God. My, but Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He recognized that Jesus is God. What did Jesus do? Did he say, oh, no, 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 Thomas, you mustn't say that. I'm only a prophet. You know, I, I'm not, as I say this to the Muslims, who say, believe that Jesus is a prophet. I said, do, do prophets lie? No, no, they don't die. So Jesus said, my, when Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said, no, you mustn't call me that. I'm a, my God, he, 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 affirmed deny it. It, yeah. he affirmed it, that I am God, my Lord and my God. Jesus is patient with those who doubt. He will walk with you all the way to belief. So we can have confidence with so, our with our you know, with our relatives, our friends, we're witnessing to, Jesus will have patience. He will walk with them all the way to believe. He is patient. This is good news for all our families, members, all the way to believe. God, Jesus will walk with them, doesn't give be up with on them, us. doesn't push them, he doesn't force them, he knocks on the door, of their heart until they open gently he is a gentle one so we have hope in death we have hope in grief we have hope in fellowship we have hope also when we're doubting and finally another easter story we have hope for when we are full of shame when we are full of shame, we have hope in Jesus Christ. Peter, Peter, everybody knows. You know, Peter, very tough guy. He took, took the ear off uh, the soldier. Jesus rebuked him, put it back. He was brave. But Jesus said to, to him, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me three times. And Peter denied Jesus. Peter looked into the face of Jesus after he denied him and he cried and he sobbed and he, he, he was broken man. He was a broken man, but he loved, he loved his Lord. He loved Jesus. He ran away from, from the scene. He was shamed. He was humiliated. He was a defeated man. But what did Jesus gave him? A second chance. Jesus is one of second chances. Um, Do you love me? He said. Peter said, of course I love you, Lord. You know, feed my sheep. Not only did, it, did they ask it once, but he asked him three times. Jesus was, Peter was getting impatient, you know. Of course, you know, I love you, Jesus, second time. Of course, Jesus, I love you, third time. But, you know, for every time Peter denied Jesus, Jesus asked him, Peter, do you love me? And, Jesus, and Peter suddenly realized, 
I've denied him three times. He's given me three times the chance to, to say I love him. I love him. I love you. He's a, he's, he's a God of the second chance. Do you love me? Jesus restored Peter's honor. He comes to us in our shame and takes us by the hand and lifts us up. God does not hold grudges. No matter what we've done, no matter how shameful things we've done, he doesn't hold the grudge. He does not hold our disobedience against us. He, you, you, all we have to do is repent and he'll forgive us. What a contrast. Peter running back to Jesus and asking for forgiveness and getting a second chance, and Judas. Judas couldn't face his shame. Jesus faced his shame. And he couldn't face his shame so much that he'd killed himself. Peter could have killed himself, but he didn't. He faced his shame and he came back to Jesus. And, remorse, yeah. and Jesus had remorse and Jesus gave him a second chance. So we have hope when we are full of shame. You may have done something you're ashamed of. Messed up. You've messed up something, you're, but he is the, man, the one with second chances. You go back to him. He will give you a second chance. He will give you a third chance. Forget second chance. He'll give you a tenth chance. He said, how many times do we forgive? Seven times 70 forgive. He, will, he is there to forgive. And here's our example of the second chance. So five, Easter stories which tell us the love, there is, how there is hope for everyone, everyone. There is no person on earth who is without hope because of the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God is so powerful. God's love will pursue us. He will come with us. He will pursue us until we, we come to our knees and bow to him and say, my Lord and my God, like Thomas did. God's love will not give up on us. And because of this, all of us, every one of us has hope. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. It's very good. Yeah, thank you. It's very good.